Welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neil. I hope you're all doing well, my gorgeous queens. Boy, do I have a lot to update you on, and I know you're all waiting for it. After I dropped that little teaser of me waking up in Spanish hospital, y'all want to know what went down. The chaos that is my life. Sometimes you have to laugh. It, it is one of those things where if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. Like, you just have to see the funny side of it. I do genuinely think, like, sometimes I deep these things. I'm like, wow, you get yourself into some serious situations. And then I'm like, it is actually all for the plot. Life would be so boring if you didn't have all these stories to tell. That's how I justify it to myself anyway. And then I was thinking, do I subconsciously create this chaos in my life so that I have stuff to talk about? on the podcast specifically (laughs) but maybe also more like in general to make it sound like I'm more interesting but I don't actually think it makes me sound more interesting I think it actually maybe makes me sound like a crazy bitch and I need to relax so yeah there's that I don't know I'll let you be the judge of that anyway I'm currently in London it's 30 degrees I'm sweating my tits off you can't open any windows well there's literally like two little tiny windows you can open about an inch in this house because well because those windows don't open anymore because they're just like little safety lock ones so that no one can open them the full way and jump into your room basically which makes sense of course however you can't open like the full doors or bigger windows because the cats my sister's cats are house cats and they would probably run away, I guess, if they got out. I don't really know what the deal is with having house cats and training them to be able to go in your garden. I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure you could get little cat leads and get them used to just being in the garden and not going elsewhere. I don't know. I really don't know how that works, but I'm sure there's a way around it. However, I don't think she's quite cracked that code yet. So at the minute, you can't leave any windows or doors open, basically. So I'm literally just stuck inside a 30 degree sweat box. It's fun. It's really good. (laughs) No aircon, no fun. Loving life. I was actually meant to be flying home tonight, but I'm staying longer to look after the cats. So my boyfriend's actually just going to come here for the weekend, which is fun. I'm not mad about it because... Well, I'm mad about it being 30 degrees right now, but I'm not mad about the fact that it's going to be, that I'm not going to be home and I'm going to be here for the weekend when it's going to be 30 degrees because I'm just going to romanticise my life in the parks in London, sunbathing, milking the last bit of summer that we're getting. What have I been doing since I've been, I feel like I've just been catching up on work since I've been here to be honest, because I did take the whole time I was away off. I was only actually away for like four days. But I didn't do anything when I was there, as in work-wise. So yeah, had a few things to catch up on. And then I went to the Boots Beauty Awards last night, which was fun. It was a really cool event, actually. It was in like a big restaurant bar, but all the tables were cleared out of it. So it just had this big bar in the middle, free cocktails, free drinks. It wasn't an awards in terms of like people winning awards. It was like the Boots Beauty Awards, like products were winning awards, that type of thing. And the goodie bag was insane. It was weird though. It was like, it felt like something out of a simulation. 
maybe that's not the right word actually, not simulation. It was very Hunger Games-esque. No, that's also not the right... I don't know what I'm trying to get at. Basically, every Love Islander I've ever, ever seen in my entire life from every season was under one roof. And it was just very weird to see all these people's faces in the flesh all together. It was like, huh, jump scare everywhere you looked. Remember last week's episode, I was like, oh my God, did everyone see India at Carnival? She's the biggest babe. And then I saw her last night and she is literally the same if not more gorgeous in real life and her outfit was so cool she was wearing these heels and the bottom of the heels was like a little cracked egg like spilling onto the floor I'm probably not describing that very well but they were honestly the coolest shoes I've ever seen in my entire life she is maybe my girl crush her and my jama I'm gonna say her my jama and Rihanna yeah I'm gonna settle on them three right let's talk about Spain so I fly there on Friday from Belfast. My friend Robin that I was going to meet, I'm tagging along to her family holiday, right? Basically just because all the siblings were bringing their partners, but instead of her bringing her, she doesn't have a boyfriend, so she was bringing me, okay? And um, she was flying from Barcelona because she was already there. She'd been there for like a week and then she was flying from Barcelona to Malaga to meet me. And it turned out we were actually there a day early from when her parents and stuff were going to arrive. So we ended up going to Marbella and stayed in a hotel for a night. And then the next day we're going to go and meet them in the little town, which was maybe like half an hour further down the coast from Marbella. I've never been to Marbella before. Didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I've heard about it. I've heard it's bougie. I've heard, you know, lots of rich daddies down by the port kind of vibe. But didn't really know what to expect and it was like we didn't realize until literally the day or two before that we were doing that like because we thought her parents were gonna be there from the day that we were going so it was a very last minute thing to do the one day in Marbella and then and go meet them but anyway we go to Marbella arrive to our hotel at about three o'clock get changed walk down to the port now bear in mind this walk that we did from our hotel down to like the port kind of area, we were we were just kind of sussing out the area. We were planning on just getting a little coffee, maybe a snack, like a little bite to eat, but nothing serious. Like we weren't going out for dinner. We weren't, we were very much dressed in, like I was wearing socks and sliders and I was wearing dad cargo shorts, like the big baggy dad cargo shorts. I was not dressed to impress. I, I may have looked, you know, it was kind of a cool outfit. I'll I'll back the outfit, it was cool. But it wasn't giving, uh, what would I say? It wasn't giving, I'm going to get free drinks down by the port uh, from rich men or from bars to attract men into the bar type of thing. You know those places that will like feed the, the women full of, free drink so that it attracts men into the venues it wasn't the outfits were not giving that like not at all there was not a smidgen of makeup the dad shorts were on the socks and sliders were on you're getting the vibes this is an advertisement from better help therapy online guys i'm not gonna lie to you i feel like recently my emotions have just been all over the place like completely haywire 
And I know in myself it's because I'm bottling things up, I'm letting things stress me out and I'm spiraling about them, I'm not talking about it, I'm just sitting there overthinking them, letting them stress me out even more and as a result I'm irritable, I'm getting angry at things I shouldn't really be getting angry at. I'm not able to be present and be in the moment because all I'm thinking is how stressed out I am about certain things. I know I'm not alone in this. I know this is something that so many of us face. We feel like we don't want to talk to our friends and family members about things that are stressing us out because they might seem small or insignificant in comparison to other things. Or we might just not even know how to go about initiating that conversation or opening up in that way to certain people and just getting the words out and that's why therapy can be such an amazing safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down and causing you to feel like this. I have benefited from therapy so much in the past and one of the main things I think therapy brought to my life was just an immediate safe space where I knew it was time for me to talk, it was time for me to open up and talk about my stressors. I didn't have to have this like awkward kind of chat where I was like hey I want to talk about this or like not really knowing how to go about that with a friend or a family member it just is that safe space for you to open up about these things straight away and there's no faffing around and I think dedicating that time each week and allowing that space for you to open up in that way is literally the most beneficial thing for your mental health because just getting it out there takes away half of the stress straight away and then not only that but you talk it through you rationalize it you learn you know different better ways you can cope with these stressors also how to develop healthy boundaries and healthy routines and things that are going to be preventative for these stressors in the first place therapy honestly just empowers you to be the best version of yourself and i mean who doesn't want that if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and completely suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. My listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash crack. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crack, C-R-A-I-C. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. But we just wanted to go out for a nice big walk, kind of suss the place out, see where we were maybe going to then go later for dinner see where it looked good for bars you know that type of thing where you just when you first arrive and you really just want to kind of scope the place out so we end up stopping this little beach bar and we grab like you know one of those kind of sharing platters it's got like hummus and different things to dip in it and falafels and things like that and we got our coffee we were sorted and then the table beside us we saw them ordering a jug of sangria and we were like wow that looks absolutely stunning you know that feeling when you're on holiday and you see the sangria and you're like, yeah, get that in my belly. So after the coffee, straight onto the sangria. It's fine, just one jug. We were like, we'll just have one jug, then we'll go back and get ready. Oh, Mr. Hector is coming to join us. Would you like to say a few words, Mr. Hector? No, he was being really loud a second ago. And, oh, there he goes. These cats me out quite a lot and I don't know what they want. Like I fed him literally 10 minutes ago. Maybe he just he just likes the sound of his own voice, he's like me. Okay, he's trying to gnaw at my laptop now. He's actually trying to take chunks out of it. Can, can you not? Sorry, Hector, 
Okay, where were we? So we're walking back from this little place we got our sangria. Not drunk, but like, you know, you've had two glasses of sangria. You're, the vibes are good. The vibes are immaculate. We're walking back along the port and this lady stops us and is like, girls, 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 please can I invite you in for a free glass of champagne? And we were like, um, yeah, you don't need to ask us twice. <laughs> but again, just the last thing we were expecting based on how we were dressed. So anyway, we sit down, we have our lovely glass of champagne. It was literally right out by the boat. So it was so beautiful. And we were like, I hope she doesn't think she was enticing us to like stay on and spend money here because we're literally drinking this glass and leaving like the plan. We were already walking home and we were already running a little bit late for getting ready. Like we were already past the time that we had in our heads set to be ready for. So we were quite literally drinking the drink, eating the free nuts and getting up and going we didn't know if it'd be awkward or whatever when we got up and left. But literally, we just got up and w- walked and said thank you. And she was like, thanks so much, girls. Bizarre. Very strange. So later on in the night, as in we'd gone back at this point, got ready, gone back out in like nice clothes, dresses, not heels, but like, you know, platform sandals. That's the dress code. We'd gone out for dinner to this little Greek restaurant. We hadn't drank a huge amount In fact, yeah, we definitely hadn't drank that much because I remember very clearly being like, okay, now is when we get drunk like after dinner. Do you ever get that when you don't really want to get drunk before dinner because you want to enjoy your dinner? Because when I start drinking, I don't, I'm like, okay, I'm not hungry anymore. Anyway, we're walking then along the front back kind of where this woman was from the bar that gave us the free champagne. And she stops us again, right? And this time she's like, Oh my god, you guys did me the biggest favour earlier. Bear in mind, the favour we did her was us drinking a free drink of champagne. Like, surely that's a favour to us, no? That's what I would have thought. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) she's like, you guys did me such a favour earlier. Please, please, please take a seat. Let me get you something. And we were like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) She brings us in, seats us at a table brings us more champagne and tequila and then informs the bar staff that like we're there and being looked after. So then throughout the whole night, at literally any time we finished a glass of champagne or a shot of tequila, they would top us up with both of them. Lethal combination. Like I try to have a no shot rule because I just think shots are what make you go from like zero to hundred so quickly and you have no control over it. At least when you're drinking a mixed drink, like it's going into your body slower. It's being absorbed slower, not only because you're drinking it slower, but also because it's mixed with, like it's diluted. So it's being absorbed slower. Do you know what I mean? Like those two factors are key. And for that reason, I try not to take shots when I'm out. I haven't really been very good at sticking to that rule recently. And evidently not when it's literally being set on your table for free. So yeah, obviously we get carried away. Beyonce's playing we're dancing and then we're like right let's go to the club there was like this rooftop bar slash club we'd walked past it earlier in the night we talked to the bouncers and they were like it doesn't really get busy until about one o'clock so anyway we'd rinsed our free drink from this bar we thanked the lady she was like so grateful and we were like why the fuck is she grateful to us like this is still making no sense anyway I'm absolutely paralyzed by this stage we go to the rooftop bar 
end up bumping into some people from Belfast. Then before you know it, lights out, blacked out, like I am a goner. Apparently got ambulance to hospital, don't remember a thing. I remember being in the rooftop bar, don't remember an ambulance coming. Fast forward to 8.30am, I wake up in a hospital bed on a drip. Can you just imagine that for one second? Imagine, right, you know those nights when you're really drunk, but then you just magically wake up in your own bed and you wake up and you're like, (gasps) and then you look around, but you're in your own room. You've got your bag, you've got your phone. You're like, thank fuck. I don't remember what happened last night. You start trying to piece together things. You start, you ring your friends that you're out with. You're like, what happened to me? Okay, imagine that, but then picture yourself now in a fucking Spanish hospital attached to a drip. So I'm obviously like, what the absolute fuck have I done? I realise I've got my bag, I've got my phone, I've got all my belongings. So that's obviously a bit of a relief. (laughs) I really stupidly, I was honestly still delirious and drunk at this point. You'd think that the drip would have made me fully sober considering this was now half eight in the morning. Like, I thought that drip would have worked wonders for me. I thought I was, well, sorry, not I thought I was going to wake up with a hangover. Reflecting on it, you would like to think that you would wake up without a hangover if you had a drip, but obviously it didn't have maybe long enough to work its magic. I don't know. So I'm drunk and delirious still at this point, not knowing what the fuck's going on. There's no nurses walking around, like no one I can ask what's going on to. And obviously I'm hooked up to the drip, so I can't really move. So I decided to FaceTime my boyfriend, probably a stupid idea, because like what better way to scare someone to put the actual fear of God in them than by (laughs) ringing them at, well, UK time, half seven in the morning from a Spanish hospital bed and not know like still being drunk and not knowing how you got there and having nothing to explain the situation just facetiming them from a hospital bed like what do you actually say to that (laughs) he was so shaken up and he was being like right you need to go find out what happened like is there a nurse you can ask are you okay like do you know do you have all your things and i was just being like yeah (laughs) i don't know like just so flippantly being like i don't know how i got here i don't know why i'm here just being such a wanker and then I was like right fuck this I'm actually not sitting here any longer I read the well I took the drip out of my arm which actually doesn't because it's attached to the cannula so that doesn't actually like when you say you ripped the drip out of your arm that doesn't it sounds bad but it actually isn't bad because you're only taking the drip out of the cannula so the cannula is still in your arm if you get me so anyway I'm walking around the ward it's not a ward like you would see in the UK it was a lot of beds in small proximity with just like those kind of the separators on wheels if that makes any sense like you know those kind of curtains that you are just on wheels and they just like move them about the place it was just like a lot of beds kind of in a smaller vicinity it wasn't like a ward like you'd imagine it or like the way I would imagine a ward in the UK that's kind of like you know four up the left four up the right then like round another corner same thing it wasn't like that so I'm kind of just walking about looking for someone and then this nurse sees me and it's like oh my god no 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 no! like you need to get back to bed took me back over to where I was laid me down and was like you can't leave like you need to relax here 
put the dirt back at me and I was like, right, fantastic. I'm not getting out of here like I thought I was. So then I'm lying there thinking, what do I do here? Because first of all, I don't think Robin even knows where I am at this point. Because, well, I don't remember. I don't know if she was there. Sorry, I know now that she wasn't there when I got taken away in an ambulance. (laughs) I know now that she had no idea. But obviously at that time, I'm like, I don't know if Robin, like, I don't know where she is. I don't know if she knows that I'm here. Uh, I think I tried to ring her, but she didn't answer. So then I was like, did Robin lose her phone? Because that would be very on brand for her to lose her phone on a night out. In fact, I think it probably happens every month, I'd like to say. And I'm like, I need to get back to the hotel. We're literally going to Manila today to meet Robin's parents. Like, I cannot be here for longer than another 10 minutes. This is what's going through my brain. I'm like, I'm hatching a big escape here. (laughs) I'm acting like I'm Pablo Escobar escaping from prison. So yeah, I'm lying there trying to work out how I can go about this. And then I decide I'm going to go to the toilet because then I can kind of see how this place is laid out. Maybe I can gain their trust a little bit that I'm like allowed out of bed to walk over to the toilet, you know. Maybe they'll think, maybe she is okay and she can leave. So that's what I do. I go to the toilet, I assess the situation and then I'm like, no, I'm actually just not staying here for one second longer. I peek my head out the door, can't see anyone floating about. They're obviously all with other patients and I literally make a runner for it. And I had to run through an office where there literally was one of the staff there. And it was like something from a movie where they're like, someone's like, zoom past them. And they're like, whoop. <laughs> no, I actually can't. So I just keep running out the front of the hospital, hit the main road, order an Uber. And that was how I escaped Spanish hospital. By the way, I also just want to say I'm not condoning escaping from a foreign hospital like it's probably not the best way to go about things and I'm sure I was meant to like I don't really know what the process is I've never been in Spanish hospital before but I do assume you would have to pay which actually makes me feel like a terrible terrible person but like I do have travel insurance so maybe it would have just come off that I really don't know I don't know what the situation was I know that they would have had I know they had my full details because my whole my full name was on the wristband, the hospital wristband. It said Emma Bernadette Neal. They had like my passport details. They had the accommodation details I was staying at, which I'll get into in a second. But basically the staff at the uh, hotel like knew I was in the hospital. So they had every way to contact me if I did owe the money, which hasn't happened. So fingers crossed I didn't do a runner and like not pay because that's fucking awful. Um, But... At the time, I was drunk and delirious and needed to get out of there. And I knew they weren't going to let me out of there. Like, I would have loved to have literally just been able to get up and walk over, settle a bill and then walk out. But they weren't going to let me do that. So I was like not really thinking of the repercussions at the time. And I was like, if there's a bill, like I'll I'll pay it at another stage and that's fine. So yeah, me literally running out the front of a hospital onto the main road to get an Uber which ended up taking like a half an hour back to the hotel. Um. So yeah, not my proudest moment. Don't recommend. Don't recommend taking free tequila shots all night, free champagne, in fact. Yeah, maybe try and stay away from those kinds of places. It's better if you, when you have to pay for things, there's a limit. 
There's a limit to how much you want to pay for things and how quickly you want to order. And that is the problem with accepting free drinks. So anyway, I get back to the hotel, walk through the front door, straight to reception. I literally know straight away that there's no point going and knocking on the bedroom door to my room and hoping that Robin's going to wake up because I know she's just like going to be out cold and really drunk and not going to wake up to that. So I just go straight to reception and I say to them, my friend's not waking up. Uh, can I have another room key? And they were like, oh, you were in hospital? Did you just come from hospital? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> How did you know that? And the hospital had obviously rang them. So that's what I'm saying is that they have my full details. So, you know, hopefully if there is something to sort money-wise, it can be sorted. So, oh my God, I feel like I just need to say that a million times because I actually feel like a terrible person but I have no other way of like justifying it to you. That's literally just what was going through my head at the time. And I'm sorry. And I'm I'm sorry to the Spanish nurses and I'm sorry to the Spanish hospital. And thank you for looking after me and taking good care of me and wasting your resources on some stupid, stupid little drunk girl. But anyway, here we are. We're back at the hospital. I get the room key. I've obviously established that the staff knew I was there. Uh, get the room key, go up to the room, open the door. Robin's passed out in the bed I start shaking her waking her up being like Robin 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 I just got back from the hospital I literally just escaped from the hospital ran out the door got an uber and now I'm here and she was like huh I thought you were away having a good time I thought she was still drunk she was like I thought you were away partying I thought you were having a good time <laughs> like eyes closed as she's saying this <laughs> but yeah she had absolutely no idea and I was like where were you and she said that she was propped up by a bin crying, crying. <laughs> no, this is so funny. Every time I say it, I can't stop laughing. I was trying to tell my dad on the phone the next day and I couldn't actually get the words out. I was laughing so much when he asked me where Robin was at the time. <laughs> she was propped up against a bin crying her eyes out because, <laughs> because she couldn't see her phone. <laughs> Like she was that drunk, she couldn't see her phone because you know when your eyes go and like your vision's fucked, she couldn't see her phone, so she was crying her eyes out. What I don't understand is how I managed to get ambulanced off. Meanwhile, she's sitting up against a bin, crying her eyes out. Obviously, very, very visibly drunk, and nothing happens to her. <laughs> like, how did she make it home in one piece? I would actually love to know. By the time I'd got back, it was probably like half nine by this point we had to check out of that room at 12 thank god it was a little bit of a later check out than some like some places make you check out at like 10 so we actually had time to sleep for another couple hours set an alarm for like quarter to 12 literally just got up shoved everything into the suitcase got out of the room took everything down to the pool her sisters were actually in the same hotel as us so we met them down by the pool explained the whole night to them was literally finding it hilarious then they were ordering cocktails by the bar so then we started getting in on it ordering cocktails to the to the pool I get the worst hangovers and I cannot drink on hangovers like I'm not one of those people that is like hair of the dog kind of vibe straight on the pints on the hangovers that is that could not be further from me I don't want to look at alcohol for at least a week but a lot of the time two weeks after I've drank actually that's a lie on holiday it's like every other night but I'm not a two days in a row kind of person so the fact that I was that we were both neither is Robin the fact that we were both then like 
loving the vibes, ordering cocktails at the pool just shows that we were actually still completely off our heads because then it didn't take long before we just completely hit a wall and then the hangover really kicked in. It was like 3 p.m. and I was dying a slow death and we got a taxi to the next place we were going to to meet their parents and when we arrived their parents had gone to the supermarkets they weren't in the villa and I took myself off to bed for a little nap I didn't wake up from the nap until the next morning at half nine that's how in the pits I was well I obviously needed to sleep for that long too but yeah it was hellish and I'm glad I just slept through it oh my god I've missed out a key piece of information I also had to rip the cannula then out of my arm when I ran out of the hospital and I just had like dried blood all down my arm. That was gorgeous. And also because I didn't have time to shower because we were checking out like in such a manic rush, I didn't have time to get a shower. So the the dried blood just kind of like, I tried to get it off, but it was just kind of there for a day. <laughs> That's so disgusting. <laughs> When I rang my, I rang my dad or my dad rang me, I don't know, the day after when we were like sitting by the pool and I told him what happened and he was like genuinely so scared. He was like, you're insane. Are you okay? Like you need to be careful type of thing. And then I rang my mom. She kind of saw the funnier side of it, but she was also like, thank fuck that's what happened to you and you didn't, you know, wake up being drugged and raped. And I feel like when someone says something like that to you, you're like, oh yeah you've actually just put the fear into me now like the fact that that actually could have happened is terrifying thanks for reminding me but that is actually the harsh reality of it I didn't learn my lesson on the drinking front because I think maybe like two nights later we did go out and get drunk again and then the next day I had my flight home and that was horrible flying home on a hangover I will never ever ever travel on a hangover ever again Oh, it was only a three-hour flight as well, but, like, it was disgusting. And then also just, like, the travelling there to the airport and travelling home and stuff as well. It was horrible. And also, I just got my period, so, like, day one of period and hangover combined. Stunning combination. So, yeah, didn't learn my lesson on the drinking front. But I don't think... Well, I'm in my drinking era, so I'm okay with that because it's summer. But I am very much off shots, I think, for the rest of my life, maybe. I think I've that's the lesson I've learned. Because I although I did have a no shot rule, it was a very loose no shot rule where I could very easily be persuaded if someone was offering to get shots, or in this case, free shots. So I have learnt my lesson whereby shots are never, never a good idea. And that can never, ever happen to me again. Do you know what? Maybe it has to happen to everyone at some point in their life. Just for most people, it happens when they're like 15. And then there's me happening at the ripe age of 25. Wow. Love that for me. I'm actually a bit mortified. I kind of don't want to post this. But it's also all for the plot. So I'm going to share it with you. Please learn from my mistakes. Don't take free drinks all night from people, whether they're your friends or strangers. And this isn't even a case of taking free drinks from strangers and then being spiked because it was actually coming directly from the bar. Although I'm sure there's been cases of people being spiked 
when it's come from the bar actually now that I think about it so maybe also just don't take free drinks from anyone I don't know what the moral of this story is the moral of this story is don't end up in hospital on a holiday and actually just try not to end up in hospital at all from drinking because it's fucking stupid and so avoidable like that does not have to happen you can't actually just go out get drunk and go home it's actually that simple I can't wait for sober October I'm having a damp September after that I reckon but I'm actually going on holiday for a week at the end of September but I reckon that's not going to be heavy because it's with my boyfriend so like you're not really going to be going out, out you know in that way but yeah a sober October is very heavily required although I've been invited to a wedding in October and I have never been to a wedding. Well, I've been to one when I was like 10, but that doesn't count because you're a kid and you have to like leave early and not stay and have fun with the adults and not get to drink and dance, you know? This is the first time I've been invited to a wedding. Well, not invited. This is the first time I've been able to go to a wedding at this kind of age and I'm really excited about it. I don't really want to have to do that sober, but I know the whole point of sober months is that you have to opt out of drinking at those kinds of social events but I don't feel like going to my first wedding is one I should have to opt out of for that so maybe it'll be sober October minus the wedding (laughs) um yeah anyway don't end up in foreign hospital kids love you lots hope you enjoy I was actually planning on doing this full episode on something else and the whole story ended up taking up the whole episode so yeah i'll be back next week with the topic i was going to talk about today (laughs) yeah i'll speak to you then love you lots bye